Welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we make it easier for you to get out of your comfort zone. Today, I am chatting with a pretty awesome lady. Her name is Suneva Holt. She is an entrepreneur, business owner, author of a couple of books. She's a speaker and she is a mindset coach. One of the things that she loves to do is ignite people's inner fire and really help them remember who they are. So Suneva and I actually sat next to each other at a conference in Auckland a couple of weeks ago and actually didn't say a word to each other at the time, which was unfortunate, but we connected afterwards on social media and this chat was the outcome of that. So I really enjoyed my conversation with Suneva. We talk through the concept of freedom, why she wanted freedom, what freedom looks like for her and why it's important for us to to strive for that. We talk about intuition, how she thinks about her own intuition and how she uses it to help her make decisions. We talk a a lot about personal development. Suneva's a massive proponent of, of personal development and has been through a lot of her own personal development talking about peeling back layers and and the dark stuff sometimes that you find underneath. We talk about relationship to money and people's money mindset. And we also talk about a time that Suneva was sexually assaulted as well. So there's some heavy stuff in this conversation too. So just a heads up that that is is coming. And hopefully no one listening has been through a similar experience. But if you do want to talk about something that has happened to you, please feel free to to reach out to Suneva or myself and and start the conversation around that because talking is a is a really important part of of helping heal from any traumatic experience. But thank you guys so much for getting uncomfortable with Suneva and I today. Suneva, welcome to the Uncomfortable is OK podcast. How are you doing today? So well, thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. My absolute pleasure. I like to kick things off usually just by asking people, tell us a little bit about yourself. So where where were you born? Where did you grow up? Were there any formative experiences in your life that have led you to this point today? Let's let's <laughs> yes. take it right back when you were little. All the way back. So I grew up in the Polora Sands, which is... You're probably quite familiar with that, being from Wellington. Mm -hmm. It's literally the middle of nowhere. So I grew up by the ocean, and it was a three-hour drive to any town or city from where we lived. And so we were homeschooled. I was homeschooled right through until my very last year. And, yeah, there was 10 of us. So it was always a very busy household. There was always quite a lot going on, even though that we were quite isolated from the rest of the world. Our home environment was was quite full on. And I grew up in a very religious environment, which had a lot to do with where I am today because I also have a very strong rebel streak. So <laughs> a lot of what I grew up with, I didn't resonate with, always fighting to get out of that. And I was essentially the black sheep of the family, mm-hmm. let's say. Do you yeah. know why, the, why you didn't resonate with that? Yes, it was very constrictive. Mm-hmm. There was very little freedom within the teachings and there was quite a lot of almost there was a lot of distrust and almost some forms of 
hatred, to put it really bluntly. So, you know, a lot of the teachings are about that God is love and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then they were really anti-homosexuality. They're really anti-other religions, very untrusting of, of anything to do with government, to do with schooling systems or medical systems or any kind of organized thing. So it just never added up for me. And mm. I was quite committed from quite a, from a very young age to remove myself from that environment as soon as I was able to. When could you remove yourself from that environment? Yeah, so at the age of 15, I started harassing my parents to let me go to school. I just wanted to be, you know, go to school like a normal child and kept harassing them until they eventually gave in and they said, okay, well, you can go, but you have to pay for it yourself, right? And most kids would never have to pay to go to high school, but mm. because not only we lived quite far away, so that meant that I would have to board with somebody and come up with all the associated fees myself, which meant about $3,000, which was held a lot of money when I was 15. Mm. And like I said, I'm not sure they thought that I was able to do it, but it just made me want to do it more. So I hustled. I was doing like crappy jobs. Literally, I was sorting sheep shit from wool for hours on end, <laughs> pulling weeds all over the farm. I was helping out the neighbors with everything from looking after their children to cleaning their hotels after dirty fishing parties had been there drinking all week. I just did whatever I could to make it happen. And I went to school for uh, my last year, which was a combination for me at the time of sixth and seventh form. Mm. And that must have been like you, yeah. you must have had a really strong why around that to go through all of the stuff that you went through with it. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and did that take a while to develop for you or it just kind of mm. clicked into place one day? I feel that it was always strongly there and that my highest value is freedom mm. and I will do anything in the pursuit of freedom. And I've realized how much a driver that has been in my entire life and everything that I've chosen to do and every business that I've gone into, everything that I've ever done has been to create more freedom. And I never even liked being a child because I had to answer to parents. So I just wanted to grow up and have and entirely feel free in every area of my life that I didn't have to answer to anyone else, that I could do what I wanted, that I could work and work that I wanted to, and that has led me entirely from that point to where I am today. And going through that process, what did that teach you or what did that instill in your confidence? So powerful. I'm very grateful for my childhood. I'm so grateful for that experience that my parents gave me and that it taught me that I could achieve anything that I wanted to. And literally by putting yourself into those uncomfortable positions and going where other people might not be willing to go and just doing, doing the work that you literally can create anything that you want to in your life. So that experience has repeated itself so many times for me. I, when I was 19, I was, I just finished studying. I thought I didn't I really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I thought, well, maybe I'll go traveling around the world. And I walked past a real estate office I saw this property in the window and something was really calling me about it. And I had no experience with investing. I had no experience with property. My parents weren't at all entrepreneurial. And I was just like, I just feel like I need to buy that property. And so I went in and I talked to the agents and looked into everything that I needed to do. And I talked to banks and mortgage brokers and did all the things. And six months later, I was the proud owner at 19 of my first house, which was 
just another example of like, nobody told me that I could do it or couldn't do it. And most 19-year-olds probably wouldn't think that was possible, but I just set it in my sights and decided I was going to make it happen. Other than the feeling that you had, was there anything else that kind of drew you to that? Because that seems like most people wouldn't have that experience where they're just kind of walking past a window and see something and be like, oh, yeah. Well, maybe they would Mm -hmm. if it was like a bit of cake or a (laughs) t-shirt or something. But yeah, for a a house, that's that's kind of a big step. Mm. Were there other parts of the process for you there? Not consciously. So over time, I'm I'm very dialed into my intuition and I know to trust it, right? So it's a practice that I've developed is learning to trust my intuition no matter what. And so when something calls me, I don't let logic get in the way because I feel like our intuition knows much better than our mind will ever. Our mind is often, it's essentially designed to stop us from moving forward. It wants to keep us in a comfort zone. Mm. And our intuition is always going to lead us in those places where it is uncomfortable. So I've just gotten into that practice of following my intuition and not letting my mind take over. Mm. Has it been something that's been consistent for you mm. throughout your life? Or has your intuition ever let you down? Never. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intuition cannot let you down. I I firmly believe that. And it is definitely something that I know when I haven't followed my intuition, that's when things go wrong. And like jumping into that a little bit more, how do you kind of differentiate from your intuition to kind of maybe what's happening in the back of your your subconscious mind saying, hey, don't do Mm. this or, or do this? Because as you were saying, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that our mind stops us from doing based mm-hmm. on our, our previous environments and our actions and behaviors. How do mm-hmm. you differentiate intuition from kind of what your subconscious mind right. is, is holding you back from? Yes, it's very subtle. Intuition is always a very subtle feeling and it's about dropping in to feeling, right? It's being able to come from from the soul guidance place, which might sound a little bit woo-woo, but it's really just the same as what we call gut instinct. And it's almost always the initial response that we have. So the first thing that we are led to do is almost always the right one. Our minds, you know, our primal brain was there to stop us getting killed when woolly mammoths and other dangerous creatures were following us. It actually meant we were going to die when we faced Mm. some kind of fear. And obviously now, almost always, we're not going to die from the things that we're afraid of. Our mind is always there to take us into that fear-based place. And so going on the initial instinct is always, almost always helpful or just creating space and really sitting with the, with the decision or the thing that's coming up and feeling into where that response is coming from. If you're going into fear and going into like freaking out or the what ifs and the whys and the should, would, need to, or what other people might expect from us or what other people might want from us, then that's kind of taking us off in a different direction. So it comes back to the feeling, really sitting with it, being with it and checking in with yourself because in the end, your body always knows. Mm. Do you have things that you're looking for in that feeling in terms of specifics or like do you have questions that you kind of ask yourself at at that point? Yeah, there's a simple question that I ask. I just, is this an alignment for me? Is Is this my highest alignment? The other thing that's really interesting to check in with and can very often pull us away in the wrong direction is ego is am I doing this thing to look good to other people 
am I doing this thing because it makes me feel shinier and brighter and, you know, makes me feel like a more important person, right? Because it's not actually about the thing. It's not about the house or the car or the thing that we're looking to buy. It's the intention behind it. So checking in and asking yourself those questions, am I, am I doing this? Do I want this car, for example, because it's going to make me look cool on Instagram? Or do I want it because it's comfortable, it's safe to drive, I feel really good driving it. I know that when I'm driving it, my daughter is going to be in a safe environment and there's a big difference between the two of them, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think it like part of that comes back to self-awareness as well, is that kind of knowing and understanding yourself and yes. and what it is that, yeah. Yeah, as, you, as you say, kind of is in alignment with yourself and, mm. and with who you are as a person rather than kind of who mm-hmm. you want to, to present as. And I think yes. as you're like a, a lot of the discomfort that occurs for us is, is around what other people think and, and what other people like, or how we perceive other people are perceiving us. And that may mm. or may not be true, but our thoughts and our fears around mm. that is, is often what holds us back from, from doing things or pushes us towards doing stuff that may not feel quite right for us yes 100 percent. i mean that's you know it's so common when people get into the job industry to look at what's going to give me status what's going to make me a lot of money right might want to be a lawyer a doctor a dentist for those reasons because big salaries and prestige and your parents will be proud of you but is that what lights you up is that taking in the direction of joy And so those two things are very far apart and we have to really check in with ourselves and see what is it that we truly want. And it's often not the logical thing and it's often not the easy thing, which is why so many people don't follow their intuition and don't trust themselves with what they're being guided to do. Mm. And yeah, I mean, as an example, I mean, I I know a lot of uh, working in the health industry, I know a lot of doctors and some of them... Mm -hmm absolutely love what they do and they're just super passionate about it and then you talk to others and they're like yeah I just like I'm, I'm good at it but I just it doesn't excite me kind of going and doing this other stuff that I do on the weekends really that that's what that's what lights me up one thing that I'm interested in Suneva I mean have you ever not followed your intuition and regretted it oh so many times <laughs> what was it what was the last time so a recent time was I was there was a specific person that I wanted to work with and the cost of that, it turns out was going to be about $50,000. And I was like, well, that doesn't feel good or logical right now. It's an insane amount of money. And so because I didn't decided to not work with that person, I was then looking to fill that gap. And instead of taking my time and finding the right person, I ended up signing up with two different people to work with still spending a hell of a lot of money and neither of those are bad or wrong, but they're not in my highest alignment. So it's not like I'm not going to learn anything, haven't been learning anything at all in those experiences, but they, they're not like, Oh, that's a hell yes. That's lighting me up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was just really, I was just like filling the gap because I decided not to do the thing that I actually wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when you say highest alignment, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Simple again, the instinct, the gut reaction, the thing that I most want to do, what is it I'm most called to? So I always say like, say no to everything that's not in your highest alignment. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, right? It's that simple. If it's not like, like 
fuck yes, I really, really want that, then it's like, is that really worth doing? Because who wants to be in the middle of the road, right? Mm. It's like there's not a lot of growth in that area. I want to dive off the cliff. I want to go all the way. Yeah. And that's that's where the results are. Mm. Let's loop it back round actually to kind of talk a little bit more about how you got to this point. So you've proved to yourself oh. that you can go out and do anything. You're, uh, you've headed off to, to high school away from the family and paid for that yourself. You've seen a delicious house in the, in the shop window and uh, ended up going and <laughs> buying that. And one, like one thing that you mentioned was that, that, that you really valued freedom. Mm-hmm. Like from that point, did you have freedom? Yes. Gradually more and more over my life. It's something that I've continually worked towards. And now I have absolute freedom, right? Run my own businesses. I live where I want to. I travel as much as I want to. Essentially don't answer to anybody. And I'm doing what lights me up. And I have freedom on the inside, which is the most important thing, right? Because we can be free on the outside and not have internal freedom, be trapped by like having a really poor mindset, having our past drag us down, all, all those other things. So at this point in my life, absolutely do. It has taken me quite a long time to get to this point, right? Because there are so many steps along the way. This is what I see in so many people is they want the results right now, or they look mm-hmm. at somebody that's that's already got what they want and they go, oh, well, you know, that's too, like they either think it's too hard or it was easy for them. I have so many people say that to me, oh, but it's easy for you or for this other person because they were lucky or they had the opportunities. And it's such bullshit, right? We all have the opportunities. We all have luck when we take the action. And it is exactly what this podcast is about, is being willing to get really uncomfortable and continually put yourself in those uncomfortable positions and take the risks, take the action and not be afraid of failing. Every time we fail, we learn something new. And nobody that is truly successful has gotten to where they are without failing a hell of a lot along the way. Like nobody is an overnight success. Just not looking at the last years of accumulated work that they've put into it. Mm, Yeah, I mean, we're not our uh, Instagram feeds or our our social media posts with it. That there is, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of grind along the way, and there's a lot of things that don't work out, and things that kind of we we head one way and think, oh, actually, no, that's that's not quite right. Let's let's come back and let's let's do something else. When did you decide that you wanted to to start your own businesses? So my property business essentially began when back when I was nineteen. And I bought that place and I developed a true love for property and I was just completely obsessed with it. And I got into personal development and bought more property and kept, I was just hustling, like working insane hours. I was working 80 hours a week for a while because I was so committed to paying down property and buying another one and just like loved the game. That was what it's always been about for me is it's just loving the game of it. It was never actually about making millions of dollars or being really successful. There was just something in it that was really fun. It's kind of like playing real life Monopoly, you know? And now I've gone completely off topic and I forgot where we were going. That's all right. Starting starting your own businesses. So, I mean, yes. the, the property business isn't your own business. Uh, the, the only business that you that you run. No. When did the others kind of come into into being or come into like the first thought processes mm. for you? So a few years ago, I got into blogging business accidentally. Again, following my passion, just found this thing that it was really fun and lit me up and I was sharing it and it started growing exponentially and it became a business. 
like kind of by accident. And that was very successful. But after a while of doing that, I realized that it wasn't lighting me up anymore. I was not getting any joy from it. And I just was like, oh, this is a bit of a drag. It was making good money, but it didn't excite me. And a bit before that, around the same time, I had noticed there was something really missing in my life. And I was really confused because I ticked all the boxes, right? I'd created everything that I ever thought I wanted in my life. I'd made, become a multimillionaire. I'd had a beautiful marriage and a, a beautiful child. I had my own business. I had had some kind of freedom. I was traveling and I worked when I wanted to, but I still didn't feel free on the inside. And I didn't feel like so many people, like I had a purpose and it was depressing, right? I was like, I should feel really grateful for my life. And I didn't, I was really unhappy. And so that led me on a, another journey, a journey into the whole self-discovery world of personal development and just figuring out who the hell I was, kind of a remembrance of who I was and what it was that really mattered to me and just peeling back a whole lot of layers. And it was in that process that I found what lit me up again. And I, my life entirely shattered, like completely fell to pieces. And from that, the rebuilding was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. And finding that purpose in my own life was what led me into what I'm doing today. Very cool. I want to just stick with this for a minute. When you yeah. say like you were peeling back the layers and then your life shattered, like what do you, what do you mean in that situation? Mm -hmm. So I realized, uh, there was a hell of a lot of stuff that I'd never dealt with from my childhood, from my past that I just kind of gone, I don't have to deal with that. I like, I'll run from it and it's done. Like blanked, blanked out. There was also something that happened to me when I was 19. I was raped in my home, drugged by this man. And while I was having a party and that was something that I never spoke to anyone about. I never told anyone what happened. And it just was this big, black, cancerous growth inside me that I thought I could ignore. And I thought by ignoring it, it would just kind of take care of itself and I could move on with my life. And this went on for a really long time. It was, it was 30, no, it's 14 years before I told a single person about that happening. And it was in unearthing that, sharing my experience that I felt the internal freedom that I was looking for. Thank you for sharing that today as well. And I mean, did you feel that freedom as soon as you shared what had happened to you? I felt a measure of it as soon as I shared it. It was, was one of the most challenging things I've ever had to do in my life or not had chosen to do in my life. But I found when I did share it, the sharing of it helped so many other women. I had hundreds of people reach out to me and thank me for sharing what I've been through because they'd also been through a similar experience and not been able to share it as like they, they had never told anyone about it either and just lived with it. And it was causing them that same misery uh, on the inside. And so that's when I realized it was like, I'm not serving anyone by hiding these things that have happened to me. And actually when I'm able to share them, that's when we're able to help people. Right. Mm is to know that to make people feel like they're not alone because we don't have to be this perfect facade. Like, you know, I think I, that's what I always felt when I was younger is I, I have to have this perfect image and be this perfect person. And then I'll be liked and respected. And, and it was also fake. 
there was no authenticity in it. There was no joy in it because it was all a facade that could just crumble at any time. Yeah, so often we put up a front for for other people. We put that front up for ourselves as well, and it stops us kind of addressing things that we that we need to address. And again, I just want to thank you so much for for sharing that today. And I think you mentioned that by sharing that you help other women who have been through something similar to yourself, and and that's a, a very mm-hmm. valuable part of it. But also with that, like I, I've talked to I've talked to other people who have been through pretty uh, tough situations as well and as well as helping other people by sharing your story also every time you tell that story you heal yourself a little bit more as well and you release the hold that story and that narrative has over you as well and that's Mm -hmm. something that um yeah a lot of other people that I've talked to about have have found has been like one of the best healers for themselves to get to continue to move past something like that is that constantly sharing that story and every time you do it you uh, release the pain a little bit and and yeah heal yourself as a as a person so thank mm-hmm. you so much again for for that moving on from that once you started sharing that what had happened to you what changed for you in your life it felt like a wall had come down and so I always had a lot of problems trusting people until mm. that point. Even in my own close friendships and my marriage and other people around me, there was just it was just took so long for that trust to build up because I just had felt like there were so many people in my life when I was younger that had broken that trust and so I had subconsciously decided that people weren't trustworthy. And so I just wasn't letting them in. And from that point, gradually, because nothing really was a gradual process, it just got easier and easier to open up to people and let people in and to share more of other experiences in my life, other trauma that I'd gone through, or just to be able to share with people and also just share what I was learning from this experience, this, the things that I was immersing myself that were helping me. Uh, I was really deep into the personal development state stuff by this stage because I realized how much it was changing my life that I was able to then go on and share those teachings and those learnings with other people. If there are some, some people listening at the moment, were there any resources that, that you found really valuable? Well, hopefully there are some people listening. But um, <laughs> if someone's, someone's listening that has been through something similar to you, are there some resources that you found really helpful for yourself in the, the initial stages that you could point them to? Honestly, I couldn't recommend any mainstream stuff because I've, I never found going down that avenue very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. I, I tried counseling. I stopped after two sessions. It's like sitting on a couch and talking to my talking to people about my problems is not helping me. It was really about just going into the personal development work, the self-discovery work that helped me. And I did so much of it. It's very hard to pinpoint one particular thing. I guess one of the most powerful workshops that I've done that I'd highly recommend to anybody is called The Bridge Experience. And that's run by good friends of mine now. I went to their workshop three years ago. Their names are Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos. They're from LA, but they they do their workshop tour around the world. Cool. We can uh, pop a link to that in the notes for the show as well. And Suneva, off off the back of that, you've started one of your current businesses as well. Can you tell us about mm-hmm. like the stuff that you do with that and, and who who it's for? So, what I do now is I 
help people find their inner fire, that thing that really lights them up. And I do that through a couple of different ways. I have a transformational program called Life on Your Terms. And that's for people that are just really ready to go all in and create massive change in their life that are not just not satisfied with the, the with the status quo and they might feel a bit stuck and a bit stagnant and they don't know what direction they want to go into but they know they want change so that's a very powerful program that I run and then I also work with people privately one-to-one and that is mostly around building purpose-driven business because I don't really give a fuck about businesses that just make you money businesses to me should both be purpose-driven and make you a lot of money. So it's finding that thing that you can really throw yourself into that lights you up and is also in service to others. Very cool. Very cool. And obviously, like listening to you talk about it now, that that obviously lights you up as well, which yeah. is obviously a, a massively important part of it. And one thing that like we were emailing about before we jumped on this call is people's attitude to money as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like it's an interesting topic. It's a polarizing topic for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's often a lot of kind of shame associated mm. around money. And I mean, it's, it's definitely something that I have felt some shame around at times as well Mm -hmm. Um, and I still kind of struggle with with money at times in terms of kind of how I think about it and how I uh, how I view it and and my relationship to it but you help people shift their mindset around money as well like I mean how do you view money like how do you think about it and how can people start to kind of shift their mindset around it I am in relationship with money so I don't pedestal it Mm -hmm. And I do not bear it, but I love it and I have respect for it. I'm very conscious of the way that I talk about it, the language that I'm using, which is what we're, whatever we're speaking out is creating our current reality. So it's being very conscious of the words that we're speaking, especially around money. We grew up, most of us grew up with these generations of money mindset that are quite damaging, right? Growing up with these things like money is the root of all evil or um, money doesn't grow on trees or that rich people are bad. They're very common beliefs. And so sometimes it's about digging down and realizing what your beliefs are about money and whereabouts they've come from. And so I invite people to look at that and look at that, look at specifically what they are saying about money. So things like I would never say that, you know, I can't afford it or I'm broke. Right, Because again, you're speaking that out and creating your current reality. Instead, you get to take your power back and make it your choice. Right, Instead of saying, I can't afford it, which is bullshit, because if we really, really want something, we'll make it happen. If our child was dying of cancer, we needed a million dollars to save their lives, then we'd fucking find a way to make that happen. Right, It's never about not being able to afford it. It's about where you're willing to go. It's about what your priorities are. So instead, it's like saying, well, I choose not to do that. Or... How can I afford it? That's coming from an empowered place instead of a victim mentality. And that's going to be a challenge for a lot of people to kind of change the way that they talk about that. And I mean, do you have any tips for people when they're training themselves how to talk differently about money? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it is, it's a process and we don't go to the gym and expect to have big muscles overnight. It's the same with anything that we do in our life. Our money mindset takes work. We've got to put in that 
that work every single day to change it. But it's really like really notice for the next few days, notice what you're saying around money, like notice your language. And then when you do notice it, sit with that and think, okay, well, what would my new empowered belief be? What would my million dollar version of me be saying about money or what their mindset be? What's that 2.0 version of me think and how, what would they be doing differently in this, in the circumstance, right? It's just looking at what those little shifts can be around your daily actions, your daily experiences. And that's a great place to start. But like I said, be committed to putting in the work because changing mindset, you know, it can happen pretty quick, but it also takes the daily consistent action. Mm. And what sort of opportunities have you seen or what sort of changes in people have you seen who have been able to shift their mindset around money? So one recently, I was with a private client that I work with. She sat down and she was holding a lot of guilt and shame around uh, some debt and some bills that she had. And because she felt this guilt and shame, she was avoiding them. Like we do often with our taxes and things or our bank accounts are like, oh, head in the sand. I'll just ignore it, pretend it's not happening. And this guilt and shame was like really weighing her down. And we sat down and we looked at what was look at looked at what she had the bills that she had to pay and the debt that she owed. And we committed to a plan moving forward. And she went and took action on that straight away. One of those things that she was so afraid of that she thought she owed all this money turns out wasn't even real. She rang Baycorp. There was nothing there. So she was spending a lot of time worrying about something that didn't even exist. And then she set up a plan for all these other things that she had to pay off. And within days, all this money started flowing to her in different avenues. She had different, she had all these new opportunities. She was gifted things. It was like she'd unblocked that money energy that she was stifling because of these other things that she wasn't dealing with, wasn't willing to look at. Mm. Cool. Very cool. Suneva, I want to ask you a few questions that I ask everyone towards the end of the conversation. The first is what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did and how did you get through it? So one recent thing was a house that I'm standing in now. We found this, this place that we absolutely loved. It was everything that I'd always wanted and we're going to sign the agreement, but we didn't have the deposit. And I went away. My husband was left to deal with it. It's not his thing usually. He doesn't usually deal with the property stuff. But he signed the agreement without having confirmation of the deposit that we had to come up with, which was not, a, it wasn't as big as it could have been. It was $60,000. It's still a good chunk of of money. And it turns out that the bank wouldn't lend us the money because we hadn't sold the house that we were living in. And we already had like a lot of other things going on. We're like, holy shit, what are we going to do? How are we going to come up with $60,000? And at the beginning, I was actually a little bit angry at him that he hadn't crossed the T's and dotted the I's. And then I was like, that's so unfair because I would have done that same thing. Right. I'm the one that jumps off the cliff and does these crazy things. And as soon as I flipped that mindset and I was like, okay, not, oh my God, how is this even going to be possible? I started to think, how can we make this happen? And I, I was committed that we would. And I pulled from all different areas. I found all these different options that I never looked at before, didn't even know were possible. And within two weeks, we had found a way to come up with the $60,000. Mm. So almost kind of uh, out of necessity, you changed changed your viewpoint or changed the way, where and the way you were looking at things. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Awesome. What's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do and why is that uncomfortable for you? One of my biggest uncomfortable things has been public speaking. I'm totally an introvert. It's never been my comfort zone to be public. In my previous businesses, I was always able to hide behind them and property and in the food being online and blogging and that kind of thing. And so I've had to really step out of that comfort zone. And when opportunities come up, I always say yes, throw myself in the deep end. I have started speech coaching lessons to give me more confidence and be able to formulate the, the way that I'm speaking better. And it is currently still a really uncomfortable place for me to be, right? Still a big challenge. But I know like anything else in my life, if I keep doing the mahi, taking the consistent action and stay focused on what it is that I'm actually here to do. I'm here to be able to help people and share my message with the world, right? That's much more important than me thinking about myself and how uncomfortable I am. And being shy is such a selfish act, right? Because all we're thinking about is ourselves when we walk into a room and we go and do this thing. And it's for me, it's about being able to get past myself, get out of my own way and just keep showing up anyway. Mm, sweet. Where's the next place that you're speaking if people want to come and watch? I am hosting a live event on the 8th of December in Auckland. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. Where can people find out more about that? There is an event link. I can send that through to you if you like. Sweet. Cool. I will, yeah. I will link it up. Mm -hmm. Do you have any strategies that you use to approach uncomfortable situations? Yes. I always remind myself that I'm not going to die. <laughs> because that's what it comes down to, isn't it? When we, when this fear comes up, we literally feel like we're going to die. When we get on stages, we feel like we're going to die. When we go on a Facebook Live, if we haven't done it before, we feel like we're going to die. But the truth of it is, is we're just not. And nothing bad is going to happen. We think that people might make fun of us or whatever, and it's like, well, who the hell cares, right? It's just going in and doing it anyway and remembering that there is no growth in a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Suneva, I have two more questions for you, but I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for, for spending some time with me today. But also thank you so much for being so open and honest about the uncomfortable stuff as well and kind of the messages that you share at the moment, but also the, the personal stories that you share as well, because they impact so many people and you help so many people with them so I, I really truly appreciate all the stuff that yeah that you do in that regard first Thank question you. for you is hopefully quite easy if people want to find out mm -hmm. more about you if they want to follow along with the stuff that you do where can they do yes. that how can they do that so you'll find me on pretty much every platform under Cineva Holt my website is cinevaholt.com the spelling is might be a bit tricky, but I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes. I am most active on Instagram and Facebook. So if people want to reach out to me, I love to connect with people. So they're the, the main platforms where you'll find me. Cool. Very cool. And final question for you. Do you have a challenge to leave us with this week? I would challenge people to look at where they are currently not willing to go. What is that thing that they're hiding from right now? What is that thing where they're procrastinating on or putting off because there is a lot of fear coming up and you're afraid of whatever. It might be that you're afraid of what people will think of you or afraid of you might fail. You know, there are so many fears that come up when we do something that we've never done before. But I would challenge you to go there anyway because whatever, like the most beautiful thing is on the other side of that fear. And 
you'll never get to where you want in your life if you're not willing to go there. That's a great challenge to finish on, I think. Suneva, thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with me today. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. There you have it team, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Suneva today and I hope you got a lot out of it there. There's a lot on quite a few different topics actually, from freedom to intuition to personal development to relationship with money. Make sure you check out Suneva as well, she's a pretty epic lady. Head over and and find her on, on social media or check out her website. I just want to give a quick thanks to everyone that helped put on the episode today. Jailan, my man, for all your editing. Thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate that. To my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. As always, inspirational to listen to whatever you're playing. And I want to thank all of you guys as well for taking the time out to, to listen today. It's an honor to be able to share a bit of time with you and have you have you choose to listen to these conversations that I'm having. If this is your first time here, make sure that you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you get more of these combos coming in. If you think what you heard today will help anyone that you know of, please share it with them directly or or share it out on social media as well. These are important messages and Suneva has a, a lot of important stuff to say. But finally, thank you all so much for getting uncomfortable with Suneva and I today. We'll see you on Friday. 